0: Hello and welcome to the Crystal Clear podcast. My name is Crystal and I'm glad to have you with me today. Today we're talking about dreams. Um, The content topic is, do you believe in the spiritual world? And this is part two of spiritual world. Um, Dreams is an amazing and very, very important topic. I'm sure that many of you are familiar with. Dreams have three sources. Um, From my experience, I have found that some dreams come from the memory, you know, just memories that we have, good or bad. Some dreams have a source of coming from God, which is spiritually peaceful and He is spiritually kind and good and loving. Um, There are dreams with That content. And then there's a third source of dreams, which are dreams from the enemy of God, darkness. Um, Those tend to be dreams that are um, based on fear or based on torment or based on um, anything that would be considered dark. Uh, Terror could be, you know, night terrors, things like that. So, there's a lot of good books out there on the topics of, you know, spiritual dreams and things like that. And um, one particular book is not um, not about dreams specifically, but it does address the root of the problem of having bad dreams at night. in One chapter of the book, uh, the book is called "Strong Man" is his name. What is his game? And I don't have the book in front of me right now. So I can't tell you the author, but I've never seen another book by that name. And you can find it online. It's Strongman is his name. What's his game? I read that book many years ago and found a lot of freedom from the information in that book. uh, There's a chapter about fear and uh, how to deal with it and uh, bad dreams and how to deal with it. I'm sure there's a lot of other good books, too. But dreams have three sources. So there's the memory or just yourself, things you think about. There's also God and light. God gives light and uh, truth and peace. And then there's the source of darkness or the enemy, which has all the other content we mentioned. So I find that the more that I pray and the more that I meditate on the scripture, the more dreams that I have, the more dreams of spiritual nature that I have. They're not just, you know, simply me having a dream about something that I thought of, you know, the more that I pray and the more that I meditate on the scripture, I have a lot of enlightening spiritual dreams. So everybody is different in their capacity to dream. Um, We all have different giftings and we're not all going to be the same in this regard. But the scripture does say that if you ask God for something like wisdom or if you ask God for eyes that see spiritually and ears that hear spiritually, that he will grant you what you request. So asking, if you ask, you receive, if you seek for something of truth, you find it. And if you knock on the door of the spiritual truth, that door will be open to you. So that's a promise from God that's actually, you can verify if it's true or not. You can verify if the words of Jesus are true just by doing what he said. Test it out. See what you think. He says, if you ask God for a truth, you'll receive it. If you seek for a truth, like it's a treasure, you'll find it. Which means it's not just laying out in the open sometimes. And if you knock on the door of spiritual truth, it will be opened up to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened to him. That's the promise of Jesus. So on the topic of spiritual dreams, I wanted to just mention a few that um, I've had and go through a few with you, um, just to give you a sort of insight into what it might be like to experience a spiritual dream. If you don't recognize them, if you don't know that you have them, maybe you do have them and you don't know. Um, Maybe you don't have that many dreams. Some people don't dream that much at all. So I'm not saying you do, maybe you don't. But anyway, I'm just going to tell you a few of mine. And um, I'd say over the course of my whole life, you know, I've had thousands upon thousands of dreams that were, very spiritual in nature. And if, and I wrote a lot of them down in journals, but if I were to write all of them down, it would be many, many books. I mean, probably more books than I can even think of right now, because um, some nights, whenever I go to sleep, I'll have five different dreams and they all seem significant. And some nights when I go to sleep, I only have one dream, you know, so I never know what it'll be. But what I'm saying is, spiritual dreams are very, very real. In fact, it's a higher reality than, uh, the physical world. So just in, in preparation for yourself, you can ask God to give you eyes that see spiritually, and you can ask him to give you ears that hear what you need to hear spiritually. And if you sincerely mean that, and you believe that, then it will be done for you. So uh, whenever I was a kid, um, a little kid, I had a lot of dreams. And when I was a child, my family that you know I was growing up with, they had a lot of problems, and childhood was very, very difficult. And so, what I've come to learn um, is that the strongholds, uh, spiritual strongholds that are in a parent's life, also try to grip. Or take hold on the children. And that's what, you know, deliverances are for where you either have somebody pray with you and you can be released from things or you find freedom from things that previously bothered you. Um, a lot of those things come from a lineage from either the father or the mother. So when I was a kid, I had a lot of dreams, uh, both good and bad. And the the good dreams that I had um there were there were quite a few and then the bad dreams that i had were far far more bad dreams than i ever had good dreams and so like normally as a child i would have terrifying dreams um as like that i was dying or that i was drowning things like that or dreams that just generally would make you afraid and that happened over and over and over in my childhood and that's as i've come to learn because in my family line there was a very much stronghold of a fear in my past generations of my father and mother. So once I came to learn that as an adult, I was able to deal with that accordingly and take what the scriptures say to break those things off of my family line and off my bloodline. But as a child, I had a lot of those dreams. And so I also had a dream once as a child and in the dream I was probably, when I had the dream, I was probably about, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I was a kid, and I had this dream, and in the dream, I was walking on golden glass that was just so beautiful, okay, I was walking on these golden glass streets, and I was singing a song that was in a different language that I did not recognize at all but it was coming out of my mouth and I could feel in my chest in my body as I was sleeping I could feel the words I was singing in my chest and I was singing this song and the song was so beautiful the language was so beautiful that it was kind of similar or reminded me of the languages that are in Lord of the Rings where they have these beautiful languages that you know we don't understand because they made them up but it sounded like something so incredibly amazing. I'd never, ever heard anything like it before. So that's, I was singing in that language. Okay. So it's like the language of heaven. And I was walking on the golden glass street and I looked around me as I was singing and walking and it was, you know, bright sunlight and there was buildings, there was things going on. And right uh, far in front of me, like I would say about 40 feet ahead of me on the road, there was this building and there was an open doorway where the door had been opened and I could see inside and I could see that they were preparing a feast. They were preparing a very large banquet. They were preparing to have a party and I could see the tables in there and that they were like getting foods and they were getting ready. <clears throat> and so as a kid, I had that dream. And when I woke up, I had that feeling, that sense inside of my chest, like I told you, that I was really in a different place. It wasn't like a dream in my mind. It was a dream in my, in my core. And over time, that's how I came to also... Have- indicator of a spiritual dream was that I could feel it in certain places in my body. So, so that was one of the dreams when I was a kid. And then whenever I was about 17 years old, um, I was at a very, very difficult time in my life. Um, And my parents were divorced and they had a lot of things going on. And I was I didn't really have anywhere that I felt comfortable living and I didn't really have a place that I could call home. Let's just say that. Um, and so I kept having this feeling just throughout normal days, like this different sense that like something was drawing me and I didn't know what it was because all of my life I had really been, um, I had really been wanting to do right, like by God, like when other people I knew didn't care or they didn't really want anything to do with God. I always want knew that God was supreme and that he was overall. And I wanted to do what was right according to God. And so I always had that in the back of my mind, no matter what happened in my life or with my family. I mean, there was a lot of bad things in my childhood. But ultimately I knew that what people did and the choices that people made was nothing like God, that he's his own person. And he, he doesn't, um, people don't reflect him. You know, people reflect what they want and their choices and what they do. God reflects himself to us in different ways. So we can't really judge God by based on what people do. So that never was, uh, you know, that never was a problem for me when people in my family would do wrong things, I never blamed God for that. Uh, I see a lot of people doing that, but I just never had that inclination. I always thought of God as being very separate from anything that people would do. So when I was about 17, uh, life was not great and I didn't feel like I had, um, really a home. And so one night I went to sleep and, I was in my room alone, and when I was sleeping, I had, I would say, what's a vision, because it wasn't a dream, it wasn't something that, you know, I was looking at. It was like, I saw myself, and I was standing in a different room that was a dark room. It was completely pitch black dark, and I couldn't see anything. And I was just standing there in the dark and then to my left side, a man's hand reached up and his hand had on a white robe and he reached up to the wall to a light switch and his hand turned on the light switch and the light came on. And when the light came on, the switch made the sound of the way lights used to click Whenever I was a child, we had a different kind of light switch that would make that sound like kind of like a very, very loud popping sound. And it was super loud, almost like a pop gun. And the light switch made that sound, except it was magnified about 20 times louder than what it would be in real life. In my ear, in my physical ear, when Jesus's arm turned on the light switch, it in my ear. And it was very loud. Like, it was almost like a a gunshot. And it startled me awake and I sat up in my bed. And at that time, I was very inexperienced with spiritual dreams. And so I was like, I mean, it couldn't be more obvious what that means, right? I mean, Jesus is turning on the light to my darkness. He's going to show me the way. He's, He's shedding light on my life. But at that time, I was so dull that I didn't quite understand it. So I opened up the Bible, which was in my room, and I just started reading it. And I read one of the Psalms, and I read the whole chapter. And in that chapter, halfway down, it said, You, O God, turn my darkness into light. And I only read one chapter, and that was the verse that came out of it. It exactly matched my dream. I just opened up the Bible and started reading And that's what came out was God turns my darkness into light. And I kid you not ever since that day, that word that he turns my darkness into light has continued to pop up every place that I go. And it's God speaking to me that he's faithful, that he shows us the way. If you ask and you seek and you knock, he shows you the way that word did not just come up one time. It came up probably a hundred times since that day. So that was the first dream that, um, when I was a teenager about the light switch. And then there was another time where I had a dream, um, after I got married and I had a few children, um, I had some miscarriages and I even had a dream before I had the miscarriage that I was going to have a miscarriage. And then that dream actually came true. But after I had had three miscarriages, I began to wonder, like, I know that God told me when I first got married, I know he told me to yield myself and to let him give me the children that he wanted me to have. And so I agreed that I would have the children that God wanted me to have. Whatever that meant and whatever that looked like. Well, I didn't know that that meant I was going to also have three miscarriages. And so when I did, I began to ask God in prayer, you know, I'm yielding my body. I am laying down my life to have the children that you want me to have. And three of them have died and they've not lived in my womb. And they, the three that were miscarried were all boys. So I had these miscarriages and the strange thing was, was that whenever I would have a miscarriage, um, my body did not release the pregnancy. It would hold on to it or just didn't know that it wasn't there anymore. And so for weeks there was no indication of miscarriage. And then I would find out on the ultrasound. And so after the third time, you know, I was like asking God why this keeps happening. And that night when I went to sleep, you know, Um, I had to carry the baby four weeks after I found out that I had miscarried, which is a very difficult task to carry a child that, you know, when you deliver, that it will not be alive when you deliver it. That's a very, very hard task. So I go to bed that night and I have two dreams. And in the first dream, I'm climbing up a mountain and it was a high mountain And I was alone. I was climbing all by myself. And there was, you know, gravel and debris on the ground, just things that had fallen from trees. And so it wasn't a smooth path. When I would take a step, my foot would kind of move. And I was trying to climb and it was very steep. And I'm looking up and climbing and I'm very tired from the climb. And I look up to the top of the mountain and I see the same man with the same white robe standing at the top. And he's looking at me and he is beaming with happiness. He is beaming. His face looks like he has just seen the greatest thing in the world. And his smile is huge. He's just smiling from ear to ear while I am trying to climb the mountain. And he's looking at me and his face is saying, come up here, come up here. I I want you to see what's up here. You've got to come up here. And he was just so ready for me to see what was at the top. And I couldn't make it. I was so tired. And so he came down the mountain and grabbed both of my hands and pulled me up to the top. And when we got to the top, he raised his arm and pointed to the other side of the mountain. And it was this other world that was bright and colorful and green. And right when he showed it to me, I woke up. And when I woke up, there was this feeling in my chest that was this almost unexplainable feeling of complete, like happiness, ecstasy, utopia, uh, joy. These words seem very small compared to the feeling that was in my chest. I could feel it in my chest like a real vibration from what his face was doing in my dream. And, it, and that expression that he had made a feeling inside of my chest. <clears throat> so I woke up from that first dream where I got to the top of the mountain and he showed me what was on the other side. And it was so exciting to him that he couldn't contain it, how good it was going to be when I got up to see the other side of the mountain. So then I have a second dream the same night. <clears throat> and then it was right connected to the first one. In the second dream, I saw three young men. They were my sons. They looked like me and they looked like my husband and they were beautiful and they looked like they were about the age of 20 years old if there was an age. They were they were adult men, <clears throat> but they were not old and they were not young. They were just perfect age. And they each had a tool or a skill in their hand. And I could see each one what their skill or tool was, they had on a different kind of clothing. That was very something I'd never seen before. And it looked like it was very like authentic and from a different era. And um, one of the boys, um, see, there's Levi, Judah and Jordan, Judah was in the middle And he had massive, massive physical strength. He was probably three times bigger than the other sons. And so I knew that his his gift was just pure strength. And then his body was built like a tree trunk. And then um, Levi was holding a silver arrow in his hand. And he had... Um, a bow and arrow, and he had long golden hair, and he reminded me of that guy on Lord of the Rings that was the, the bow shooter. can't think of his name. Then Jordan was like this beautiful, magnetic, just charismatic, um, very charismatic looking and drawing like a magnet, uh, leadership, So everyone had their abilities and giftings. I could clearly see them. I could clearly see their faces, even in the dream that I had. They like zoomed in like a camera on their faces. And I could see what they looked like in every feature, what their hair looked like, what their face, and even the qualities that they had inside of them that they were given, that they were created with. And so those were the three miscarriages that I had. Those were the three sons. And I saw them all. And they were in that place with the other side of the mountain, the bright light. They were there. They were well. They were filled with purpose. They had um, skills and talents. And in the dream, after I woke up from that dream, it was like a still shot of a movie. I just looked at it for a while. And their hair was blowing and everything like that. And when I woke up, I felt like inside of me, there was no sadness. There was no grief. There was no more. It's like God immediately took all of that out of my body. And anytime I've ever spoke of it again, like ever spoke about miscarriage or I've never, I don't have any sadness. I don't have any grief. I don't have any turmoil. I don't have any questions, you know, and that dream and all of that just took away, took all that away. So now I can tell people about it. So the dream about my sons was a dream that showed me that God was, that he was in charge of it, that it wasn't an accident, that miscarriages that I'd had were part of God's purpose and that they were fulfilling purpose. I saw the skills and I saw the abilities that they had. And it's like God was saying to me, their purpose is over there their purposes with him their purposes in that realm and in that world and that was a really big moment of clarity it was a, a comfort <clears throat> so there was another time where i was having um probably the hardest battle of just like energy and having having good physical health i didn't know Um, At the time, what was going on, it was about when I was about 33 um, years old, I started having uh, some issues and I didn't know why I didn't have any energy. And after I saw like five different doctors, nobody could tell me what was wrong. They couldn't find anything. I found a, a naturopath who had about seven natural holistic medical degrees. His name was Dr. Newsom and I found him and I called him and He was the one who helped me figure out what was going on. But at that time, when I didn't know what was going on, I couldn't even really get out of bed. I was, at that time, I was so very tired, depleted, and weak that even if I tried to walk like just a a few yards down the street, I remember that my body would start shaking and I would feel like I was going to faint. And I didn't know what was wrong. And then whenever I was at home, Um, I just really felt depleted all the time, and I some days couldn't even get out of bed. And so during that time, I would just, you know, pray all the time, and I would listen to scripture all the time, and I would ask God to show me what to do and to help my body. And so one night when I went to sleep, um, like most nights at that time, that was about 10, 11 years ago most nights when I would go to sleep, I would have these strange things that would happen when I would sleep. Like I would just be jolted awake for no reason all through the night. And in one strange thing is right when I would fall asleep, like immediately the next second, it would be like somebody plugged in a power cord in my brain and my body would wake up like it was morning right after I was exhausted and fell asleep. One second later, my body would jolt awake like it was morning and it would do that almost every night. And then once I would finally go to sleep, my body would just keep waking up in the night. Sometimes when I would wake up in the night, um, it was like hard to breathe. Sometimes when I would wake up in the night, um, my throat felt like a cactus dry and I needed like a gallon of water. And sometimes when I woke up in the night, it was just like hard to breathe or I'd have to run and get water. And so there was no reason, like there was nothing bothering me. There was nothing like I was not having any type of anxiety. I didn't have, I wasn't like, I didn't have the nature of a worried person or anything like that, but my body was waking up at night all the time. And then, so then the end of the day, not only was I sleepy, tired, but my body was also physically depleted. So, um, during that time when I was really, really praying a lot about that, um, I had a dream, and in the dream, it was a black, it was like a black screen, and there was white letters on the black screen, and the white letters said, all lies of the enemy are null and void. It said, all lies of the enemy are null and void. And then right under that, another sentence said in white letters, the creative work of God is in me period. So these were like two statements that God was giving me to speak out loud. And I knew that when I saw them, I was supposed to speak them out loud and believe them. So that's what I started doing. I started saying those things every day over and over and over and over. And eventually after about, I think a year of Dr. Newsom helping me, I felt like a completely different person. But finding him and all of that came along with these prayers. They were the start of it. And so God gives us things in dreams um, when we don't know what to do. We don't know what path to take. i have had other dreams where there was literal paths on the road and arrows as to which path to take. There would be three paths in front of me and I didn't know which one to take. And they each had a name and the arrow would be pointing to the way to go. So I'm telling you the truth when I say, if you ask God, he will show you what to do. But you have to ask and trust that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The really main factor here is trust. If you trust that God is there and that he will answer you, that is what he's looking for. Um, A person who doesn't doubt him in their heart, but who trusts him in their heart. And if you even have difficulty with that, you can ask God to increase your trust because that's possible as well. So there's other dreams that I've had, many others, but I don't want this to be too long of an episode. So I'll just mention that there are dreams where God shows you things where in the future something's going to happen and then it happens. Um, Those are true prophetic dreams. I've had dreams where a friend of mine went into a field of wheat and was gone for a while and then came back. And then that friend actually went out into a harvest field to learn how to help people um, know about God. And in the in the scripture, that's referred to as the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And so in the dream, I was shown that he was going out into a field of wheat. And it was like 100 acres of wheat just standing there. And he ran out into it. <clears throat> and then that guy actually did that. A few months later, he went away to go do ministry and reach people that were ready to hear about God. And so there's dreams like that where you'll dream something and it may not be like something that's going to happen today. It might be something that's going to happen a week from now or a month from now. But you know that when you have a dream, you can always know that there's three sources that it can come from. And and if you can differentiate those three then you can start to realize that a lot of the messages that are coming to you are not from you. A lot of the messages that are coming to you in your dreams are coming from either God who is light or Satan who is darkness. And you can differentiate those two and you can reject the darkness and you can reject what comes in the form of lies. Anything that comes in fear is a lie and anything that comes in peace and light is truth. And so you can learn which ones to receive and accept and which ones to not accept. And it makes a really big difference when you're aware that some of the things that are coming to you and messages in your sleep are directly from God. And it's another proof that the spiritual world is real and that dreams can be very, very spiritual and they can be messages for your life. They can be God speaking to you over your life. So if you have these kind of dreams, jot them down in a journal, keep track of them And as you write them down, you will start to see messages. You'll start to see patterns. And even you'll start to see that some things you dream happen later on in your future. It's very, very amazing to watch that unfold. So just remember that dreams can be given by God. The spirit world is a higher reality than the physical world. And it's like a frequency that you can hear if you ask for ears that hear and for eyes that see. And that's a good prayer to pray. So thank you for being with me today. I hope that helps you to see that the spirit world is alive and that it's real. And until next time, take care and God bless.